In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's a depressing midweek Wednesday. The Browns lost, and I thought I'm going to get the most motivational guy out there on the podcast. And he's sighing as I say this. It's Jack McCurry. Jack, how are you, buddy? Uh, good as can be, Paul. Uh, thanks once again for having me on. I always appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a tough time. You know, here we are towards the end of the season. Browns aren't winning. There's rumors about coaching changes again. Uh, displeasure among the players. I mean, it's another typical season, and that's unfortunate after such high expectations coming in. We've got full potential to go 8-8. Eight and eight. That's not a bad season. It's not bad, but I mean, what we were all talking about, 10, 11 wins, playoffs, even, you know, some people were talking Super Bowl. I mean, it, you know, I, I always thought that was way far-fetched this season, but I mean, we all were talking playoffs and now it's, we got what, a 0.8% chance of making it now? I mean, it, it's disappointing. And it's disappointing to the fact that we're talking about replacing kitchens. You know, you don't ever want to hear them firing a coach after one year, but here we are, and I mean, it's probably the right move going forward, but it just hates that we're in this. I just hate that we're in this position again. Well, there's lots of news we can talk about from today. It's been a busy day in Bria. And uh, first of all, Nick Chubb and Landry in Pro Bowl. Your thoughts? I mean, if you were going to take two Browns to the Pro Bowl game, I mean, those were the definite ones. Obviously, you know, you can mention Batonio and Schobert. They're alternates. Denzel Ward and Odell Beckham are also alternates, and they're kind of a long shot to make the game, but you know guys back out, you know, whether it's for the Super Bowl or they just don't want to play. They want to enjoy their offseason, but you know, Nick Chubb and Landry have been probably the most consistent Browns for through the 14 games of the season, so I can't argue that they both should be representing the team, so uh, congrats to them. Yeah, absolutely gutted the Scottish Hammer's not there. Maybe he hasn't been playing as good as he should have been in the last couple of games. He's been good. I think, like, the Pro Bowl is more essentially, it's like a, a typical All-Star game. It is pretty much, um, if you're a recognized player, a popular player, you're getting in. And I know it's not all fan voting. The coaches and the players vote as well. So, I mean, if he keeps improving and keeps playing well like he has all season maybe in a year or two you know the Scottish Hammer will be in the Pro Bowl I mean it's essentially a popularity contest I didn't even see who the punter was but um, I think it was actually Baltimore punter maybe but at the end of the day it's a popularity contest not a lot of people know who Jamie Gillen is outside of the Cleveland Browns fan base so uh, his time will come and he'll get the recognition he deserves. Uh, Sheldon Richardson, Tretter, Lamb, in practice yeah still a few injuries ready for the Ravens yeah I think those like I know Treader definitely because he's practically playing on one leg for the second year in a row I think that's more of just a veterans day off and probably Richardson too we're at the point this season where you know I'm, I'm guaranteeing a lot of guys were hurt some guys are gutting it out some they're just giving a 
Veterans Day off. Joe Thomas used to get these all the time when he was still playing. So I wouldn't worry too much about these injuries. Um, obviously, Lamb left the game early against Arizona, so that'll be something to watch So because maybe Chris Hubbard has to step back into the starting lineup. But I wouldn't worry too much about Treader and Richardson for sure. Dale's come out saying he's going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not a surprise. Um, I truly think Odell wants to be here. I just think the frustration of losing – the, the drama that's around this organization, the fact that him and Baker haven't been able to get on the same page consistently throughout the season. I, I'm sure he was telling guys, come get me, but I think it was taken out of context. And of course, you know, the media tends to blow things out of proportions, whether it's on a local or national scale. But it was, it was nice to hear Odell come out and say, I want to be here. I, I didn't buy a house here just to sell it within a year. Build a house, that, he said or build a house. Yeah, you're even right. Um, and he said that they're going to come back next year and be the special team that um, we all thought they were going to be. Now, it's one thing to say that, but until they come out and prove it, I mean, it's hard to, you know, trust anything that these guys say, because we've heard them say so many things over the years, like, you know, this is the team, we're going to go to the Super Bowl, we're going to turn or this team around. Dorsey said, we're going to wake the sleeping giant until you put words into action, I mean, I can't be convinced by anything these guys say until they actually do it. Jack, you're meant to be really positive, mate, and motivating people. Paul, when you've been watching this team as long as I have and other people have been, it's hard to be positive. I mean, honestly, like I love the Browns just as much as you do or any other fan, but until they can prove that they are going to turn this around and turn it into a winning organization and a winning culture, I, I won't be convinced until I see the results on the field. Mate, I, my uh, piece with John Dorsey featured in the Akron Beacon Journal today. Is that a good uh, bit of media? I don't know. Yeah, that's my hometown newspaper. Um, Jack, uh, Jack Duffin sent me the link, and he's like, Paul was featured in this article. And I was like, that's awesome. And, I mean, that, that's pretty sweet that, uh, you know, your name's actually uh, treading some water around here in the uh, the, uh, the Cleveland area. So uh, kudos to you, mate. Yeah, I was really buzzing about that. That's quite good. And uh, my only other claim to fame in the media world was when they asked uh, Scottish Hammer, can he kick a ball over a London landmark? Dell, you know, as much as people thought he was going to have this mega season, maybe like 1,500 yards, 80 catches. I mean, he's still on pace to get 1,000 yards on the season. Um, like, I think Freddie said. Landry's like, got 1,000. Yeah, Landry's already got 1,000. Beckham's going to probably get 1,000 over the next two. He'll, he needs like 90 yards over two games. I think he can get that. I mean, obviously, things haven't gone their way, especially in the win column. And I can sense the frustration there. I can understand the frustration. Um, but I think if they, can, if they can get everything together, if Baker puts in the work this offseason with those guys, I don't see why they can't come back and be the deadly offense, the exciting offense that we all figured it would be uh, coming into this season. Here we go, mate. We finish 6-10. and 10. We lose to the Ravens and the Bengals. Do we keep Freddie Kitchen? I really don't think so. I think the smoke's out there now. You're, I mean, you're hearing different things. Like, they have to win convincingly over the last two games. That's something I heard over the last couple of days. I truly can't see them beating Baltimore as red hot as the Ravens are. I would love to see them knock them off and ruin their home field advantage going into the playoffs, but it's tough. This is a different Ravens team than the one we played at the beginning of the season. Um, and I truly think if they lose and get beat down bad this Sunday, 
then I really could see the whole team just packing it in and start planning their offseason vacations and just getting away for the for the offseason. Like I even though Cincinnati is not good, they conceivably will clinch the number one spot this week in the draft with a loss and they could come to Cincinnati, their final home game, and just give the fans something to cheer about. And they played tough against us a couple of weeks ago. Like the Browns got lucky winning that game if it wasn't for Denzel Ward's pick six. So I think if they lose this Baltimore game, I could see them losing the Cincinnati game. And by no means, Freddie should keep his job at that point. I'm going to pull out there. I think if we go six and 10, yeah, I, th- I think it makes sense to uh, do a quick change, get someone else in. I don't know who. And um, yeah, with this talent where we are, I think it's worth the gamble to lose that consistency of having a manager over two or three years and just go with the gamble and try something different. Now, if that didn't work, then we've got serious issues. And Yeah, you don't want to have continuity just for the sake of continuity. I mean, the Hugh Jackson theory proved that 100%. Um, you're not seeing progress made with this team uh, while Kitchens is trying to be, you know, holding guys accountable. And I praise him for that, you know, with the whole Randall situation, the Higgins situation, this new one with Najoku that's being rumored that there was the altercation between the two. I mean, if he's holding guys accountable for not doing the right things during the week and not playing them on Sunday, that's what good coaches do. I mean, you see it all the time. Guys get held out. They're not doing the right things. I mean, Belichick held out their top corner in a Super Bowl a couple years ago because he wasn't doing the right things leading up to the game. Like, I know people want to say, well, why is Kitchens doing this? He's doing the right things as a head coach and holding players accountable. But the wins aren't showing up. The the discipline's not completely there. And the fact that you have all this talent offensively and – you're in the bottom third of scoring offense in the National Football League. That's just not good. And, you know, while Dorsey may be wanting to hang on to Kitchens to prove that he hired the right coach, I think at the end of the day, if the Haslams don't feel like progress is being made and they, they feel like they need to make the switch, then that it's the Haslams' call at the end of the day. They're the owners. I feel that the Haslams are very cautious in the aspect of changing managers. But I've got this feeling that, they may just have to do something knee-jerk this season. Yeah, I feel like the Haslams listen to the media and they know that criticism will be made by them, but then they also listen to the media when the media says, Freddie Kitchen is not a good coach, the Browns need to make a change. So while you know they listen to what the media says about the criticism negated towards the Haslams, and it's, you know, it's all necessary. Like the Haslam's have not been good owners since they took over the team in 2012. If the media is telling you that Freddie Kitchens isn't a head coach, 95% sure that Freddie Kitchens is not a good head coach and a change is necessary. Jack, be honest with me. Are you starting to look at draft prospects? I, I've been trying to hold it off, but then last night I did a mock draft on the draft network. So you know, and I told Anthony, I said, if we lose to Baltimore, I said, we could start talking draft next week. I mean, I've been trying to push it off to the end of the season, but at this point, you can't help but not look at it. You see reports about guys uh, skipping their bowl games and start preparing for the draft. So while I try to fight the itch on it, I, I'm starting to dive into the uh, draft prospects. How's your draft looking? Uh, it was a weird draft board that I did. I had us taking a pass rusher from Iowa, and that was just how the mock draft machine fell. 
Uh, I took an offensive tackle in the second round. Um, the only other player I can remember is I took K.J. Hill, wide receiver, Ohio State, in like the fourth round. And I feel like that would be a perfect wide receiver three to go with Beckham and Landry because obviously that is a need that the Browns are going to have to fill this offseason with Higgins leaving and not much left behind Higgins. Although Kadero Hodge, Damian Ratley have shown flashes. Uh, you can't really bank on them to be that third wide receiver just yet. What do you reckon? Schobert, is he going to get extension? I would love it if they would, but you see these reports that, you know, the the Browns aren't making much movement. Uh, it's been known that Dorsey likes to do these things at the last second. So uh, hopefully there's some movement here in the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I think Schobert wants to be there. He's made it uh, clear publicly that he wants to. Uh, so hopefully they can work something out. I know, you know, I'm sure – Jack's got the, you know, the right, what the price would be for paying Schobert. I'm in the, uh, the agreement of paying him like $14 million per year on average. He'd be one of the top paid linebackers in football and deservingly so. He's been pretty damn good uh, since uh, we drafted him in the fourth round a couple years ago. Mm. All right, Jack. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you on this mid-Wednesday how excited are you feeling for this weekend against the Ravens? Not all that excited. And luckily I work during the game on Sunday, Paul. So uh, I'll catch the second half of the game, but I just don't have a good feeling. Um, hopefully I'm proven wrong and I'll come on my podcast or on Twitter and admit that I was wrong, but the Ravens are red hot right now. It's tough stopping Lamar Jackson and the role he's on. He's heading towards that MVP award and, Perhaps the Ravens are on their way to another Super Bowl as much as that pains me and other Browns fans to say. Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling good about Sunday. Well, I'm feeling good, mate, because I feel that we've got two more weeks left and then we go nine months without a game. So uh, I want us to really get behind the team. It's the last home game of the season. And uh, I think we're going to get the win. I really do. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, it's the last home game. Uh, hopefully, you know, the team gives the fans something to cheer about but if it gets ugly uh i wouldn't be shocked if we hear some fire freddy chants during the towards the end of the game i heard some in arizona to be honest uh when we were leaving the stadium uh i think i think it goes with the tune of baker mayfield fire freddy so uh, yeah all right, Jack, where can people find your details, mate? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at jmccurrycle and check out uh, the 1085 Gridiron podcast and also uh, thedogland.com. Uh, myself and Anthony Jokey, who does the podcast with me, uh, we got our own Browns website. We do some writing, so definitely go check all that stuff out. All right, excellent. And, mate, just keep calm because there's a lot of negativity on Twitter at the moment, and I believe – only the people that are really angry are tweeting. Some people are still very positive about the Browns. Yeah, I would be more angrier, but I don't tweet during games. So you should be lucky uh, that I don't because it would be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the worst part of that game was? Oh, um, I think it's like that opening drive. You know, I was like, I was optimistic. I thought the Browns were going to come in and, you know, dominate the rate, not dominate the Cardinals, but I feel like they would have beat them. And then that opening drive where the Arizona just, came in and just ran it down our throat and I just felt like man here we go again so it's another miserable Sunday and unfortunately it was yeah that first drive I thought I was like semi-drunk because it just like seemed to be 
just walking along the whole field, and there we go, touchdown. I thought, wow, that was easy, wasn't it? Yeah, Kyler Murray and you know Cliff Kingsbury have done a masterful job with that offense. I, I've been impressed with them all season long. The wins, it the record doesn't show it, but uh, Arizona's building something there. They just you know need to upgrade that offensive line and put a couple more weapons around him, and he's going to take off. I went out some drinks with Zane Gonzalez after the game, and yeah, he was uh, yeah really excited about the future for the Cardinals. So uh, watch his space. He's hinting to me that he's going to be getting a new uh, contract soon. Good for him, man. He's been my fantasy kicker all year. I'm I'm in the championship this week, so uh, you know I'm happy for Zane. You know it didn't work out here, unfortunately, but he seemed to uh, settle right back in in Arizona, and uh, he's doing a great job for him. All right, Jack, you take care, buddy. Have a great Christmas and keep believing because we may finish 8-8, eight and eight, maybe. Yeah, this is Believe Land, Paul. Anything can happen. Uh, thanks as always, buddy. And go Browns. <laughs>